number three of the Bill Michaels Show. We are glad you're back with us. By the way, Matt LaFleur today wearing a hat, but not the flat brim. He's not pulling a skater boy today. It's the trucker brim, the farmer brim, if you will, the old school throwback brim. So there you go. Uh, joining us now, Rachel Hotmeyer of NBC 26 uh, on the hotline. And uh, so, Rachel, well, we're expecting to see some of these guys that we haven't seen in a while back uh, on the practice field. I know he's talking about Whitley Merciless. I know they're happy to get Bakhtiari and company back. Hopefully Billy Turner, obviously, is at Aries Smith. Any, uh, any word on MVS as of yet? Nothing yet. I left the press conference to hop on with you guys, so we haven't addressed MVS yet. He had no real significant updates last week, so obviously they are hoping to keep as many receivers on the field as possible. So tell me, because I'm asking everybody their level of confidence in this game for the Packers to beat the 49ers, and I just don't have a lot of concern. I'm sitting at about an eight in my level of confidence. Certainly things can go wrong, but I just I, I don't see, unless the Packers shoot themselves in the foot or Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, I don't see the Packers losing this game. Tell me what your level of confidence is. I can agree with you, but I just think a healthy Trent Williams is a real threat and they have to be able to control the impact of Debo Samuels way better than they did in week three. I mean, someone said it perfectly last night. You have to regard him as both a running back and a wide receiver. The talent that he possesses, and if the Packers are already going through a a sort of cornerback situation, if you will, in terms of picking out who their best coverage is going to be, it's going to be really interesting who provides really the best coverage with Debo. The uh, the only thing, and I, we've kind of circled a couple of things, but uh, the only thing that really I, I think is something that has been problematic throughout the season has been the red zone. And the fact that they have not had the steady ability to be able to punch the ball in when they get into what they call the gold zone, and then obviously special teams come into play. That's the only thing that I can see really derailing this team, bar- barring injury. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I totally agree with you. It's It's shocking that, you know, of everything that the Packers have worked on and improved, that yes, this Hackett's gold zone, if you will, has been way less than stellar, certainly not gold-worthy bronze, if you will, at this rate. So, yeah, I mean, they have to be able to succeed. You cannot afford to take trips to the red zone and not score at least six points off of that. These are games where it is win or stop showing up to Lambeau because they're already home. It's not win or go home. But you you can't afford to be wasting all this time of position you know, holding on to the clock and not scoring. You can only stack up points at this point. You can't leave anything on the field. Now, I'm going to go back because something you said about, obviously, defensively, uh, this is a good team. And they had five sacks, 14 quarterback hits versus Dallas. And they had Dak Prescott disheveled all day long. He just looked like a deer in the headlights. That's Dak Prescott. Uh, As much as I think that that pass rush can, at times, get to Aaron Rodgers, I And Aaron Rodgers certainly has the albatross of 0-3 against the 49ers hanging on his shoulders. I get all of that. This Packers team is a drastically different team than what the Cowboys were. And the fact that the Cowboys were so unbelievably undisciplined, undisciplined and penalized so often, I just can't see that happening to the Packers and the same success that the 49ers had against the Dallas Cowboys coming into Lambeau Field. Can you? I want to agree with you, and I think the, the Packers O-line knows what they're in for. Um, you know, you have Bakhtiari back because Patrick is back off of COVID, so maybe we'll see him at right guard. There's a lot of moving parts, but ultimately, like LaFleur said, you know, before the bye week, it's going to take this time to figure out what their healthiest starting five is and what their best starting five is because those could be two different things. 
And I think it's just a fascinating thing to have to drop all of these key players like Bakhtiari in the O-line, like Jair in the back, but ultimately they're star players who have not been playing with this team most of the year, if not all of the year. So the, the communication and cohesion is going to be a really interesting part, I think, in a lot of units that are going to be tested by the 49ers. How much do you think, if any, do we see Zadarius Smith on the field? And if he is back, in what situation do you think they will use him? I think it's definitely going to be like Bakhtiari. I think it's going to be limited snaps. I don't know if they're going to put him out of cap, but I think it's going to be a very back-and-forth communication. Maybe it's a third situation where you see the Smith brothers back together again, just like in Detroit. They had Preston Smith back in on third and long situations. So maybe that is a Smith brothers situation and keep other players in rotation. I think to me that's the most likely scenario. I don't see them just gunning it immediately because I think they'd rather keep them in longer in the game, even if it's in on you know more spread out snaps than just let's see how long you can play off the bat. I'm talking with Rachel Hobmeyer of NBC 26 covering the Packers. Um, I, I want to go back to Matt LaFleur and obviously talking at the podium as we speak, but Matt LaFleur versus Kyle Shanahan. Matt LaFleur finally got a win over Shanahan earlier this year. I don't know what that necessarily means, but do you give Matt LaFleur, now that he's got that level of confidence and what they were able to do early on in that contest, the edge because they are at home, the edge because he's got the better quarterback, the edge because they're getting all their weapons pretty much back, or do you still say, you know what, Shanahan's the most dangerous cat there is? I think Shanahan is a dangerous cat, as you put it, Phil. But I do think the undefeated at Lambeau this year is a significant edge. You know, it's been a long time since these players have been able to look up in the bleachers in the postseason to a full crowd. I was just talking to someone today about what it was like last season, you know, with the Bucks in town and everything, and you could see – significantly more bleacher seats than people even when they opened it up to like the max capacity they were going to allow in COVID it was still you know Packers fans that were friends of people that worked for the team or stuff like that to be able to have this Lambeau crowd in January with what a 50% chance of snow I think I saw this morning for Saturday Mm -hmm. Saturday night so much alcohol involved. I just think this is going to be a really incredible scene, and I think that's what gives LaFleur and these players the edge in these sort of situations. You know, this is not just football weather. This is Lambeau football weather. How tough is it um, not to get ahead of yourself if you're probably walking around inside the walls at 1265? And, and we were talking about this earlier today because, you know, I ran into two or three people yesterday that all they wanted to talk about was what the offseason was going to bring and how necessity is basically guiding thought process right now because you may not have this next year. So how urgent do you think it is to win and look beyond this game towards SoFi Stadium in L.A. knowing what is possibly in the offing? Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking ahead eagerly, but not as far as the offseason. That's funny. Everybody I've talked to inside and outside 1265 is very much looking at the Super Bowl, but but no further. There's just simply not room to even consider what would happen after that. The mentality is very much win now. It's not like every single part of this team is going to be disbanded, but you know there are key players in a contract year. You know there's a quarterback who might retire. You know, his number one receiver, you know, is questionable to say the least if he'll be back here. Um, everybody wants to win Saturday. 
beat whoever is next, wouldn't it be a crazy story if it's beating their 2019 conference championship opponent to beat their 2020 conference championship opponent to end up in the Super Bowl? It would be a fairy tale to say the least, I think, a, a pretty revenge tour. Who has to kind of play big? Is it the return of Jair Alexander and, and all of a sudden his ability to be that lockdown corner and then everybody else around him in the secondary gets better? Or is it, say, the pass rush? Is it the guys up front that have to put pressure on Garoppolo? Garoppolo is going to have issues with gripping the ball with that bad thumb in the cold weather and possibly snow. And then they're the ones that actually make the, the secondary more successful. What, what has to step up in this game? I think it's the pass rush completely because even if Jair isn't playing at his best, it's very easy to pull him out and put in whoever you've taken out in his place, Rasul, Eric Stokes, whatever the situation is. I think they have enough options on the secondary to figure that out and stay nimble. I think the pass rush needs to make Jimmy Garoppolo regret this trip as early as possible, as strongly as possible and consistent. You know, if you've got mean Dean Lowry in his face repeatedly, if you've got Preston Smith making sacks, I mean, I think that is how you control the ball, their downfield movement. It's how you pull out this win securely. Uh, go back to Dean Lowry and the season and the turnaround that he's had this year. Is there anything specific that you can say or he has said that attributes his success this year as opposed to what he went through last year? I think it's just been a lot of opportunities and, and a lot of physical growth. I think he had a more improved camp even this year than last year. I think he's just been picking up pieces at the right time, you know, taking advantage of opportunities. You know, I'm not saying he has a flashy game every week, but I think he is truly one of the unsung heroes. I think he's really put in the work and kind of been able to settle into his pace in the NFL, and I think it's really showing. I, I know Bakhtiari's not practicing today, and I cannot imagine that they're going to say, we're going to put him on a pitch count. He's only going to play so many snaps because I don't know if you can continually do that. You. I don't know if I want to run in David Bakhtiari for 20 snaps and then pull him after that and then say we're going to run a different offensive line out there. Once you get into a rhythm, you get into a rhythm. Do you think they, with the load management they're giving Bakhtiari, do you think he plays fully in this game? Or do you think they, they do resort to just a certain amount of snaps and that's it? I think it's going to be, again, very much a two-way street on communication. I don't think it's going to be a snap count for him because last game with Detroit, you know, it was – very much Bakhtiari letting the floor know, hey, I'm good. Like, it's time for me to get out. Now, granted, there must be a little more game planning and strategy in it this time because it's not a throwaway game like Detroit. However, I think they would rather see these guys like Bakhtiari, like Darius Smith, play for later into the game, even if it means they're spreading them out on downs early on. So I think they'd rather not gun it, especially with Bakhtiari, and figure out, okay, how can we work this line to his strength? What are the situations? What are the calls where they know they're going to need him in front of Aaron and see if they can at least get him past halftime? What do you think the return of Randall Cobb means? And I ask that only in the sense that I don't think he's going to be some kind of unsung hero and some giant cog, but more so if things break down in the passing game and the pass rush becomes persistent, you're going to try to take Adams at least out of this game. That leaves a guy like Randall Cobb, who is so familiar with, with Aaron Rodgers. He may end up play a, playing a bigger role coming back from injury than maybe we expect because of his familiarity with what Aaron wants. Sure, I totally do that, especially with MBS in question and, and, you know, waiting to see what happens there. That could be a guy, you know, Randall Cobb loves third down. There is no reason to shy away from that throw between Rodgers and Cobb. So this could easily be a situation where if Adams is demanding double coverage and running routes and Rodgers has to look across the field, 
see where Randall's at. I think that would be a huge addition to this receiver core. And again, it's just almost too perfect that a lot of these pieces are coming back at an incredibly important time for this team. I know they've got to bring Merciless back officially, Zedarius back officially, Cobb back officially, Ty Summers back officially, all these guys. I I wonder how many healthy and actives of quality name there's going to be on that roster come, come Saturday night, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And again, this is now you're getting to the point where, okay, things are coming back and that's awesome, but what do you do with the team you've built all year? You know, what do you do with the team that got you here? What do you do with the players that have been able to make plays? Are you trusting these healthy return pieces, you know, over guys that have had the chance to prove themselves? There's a lot of questions to make. I don't envy anybody that has to tell someone to sit in this situation. I know we're going to analyze the hell out of this come sun, starting on Sunday, and I, I firmly believe the Packers win on Saturday night. What team poses the biggest threat to the Packers between the Buccaneers and the Rams? And the Rams I watched last night, but Kyler Murray was awful in that game. And I don't know what to put into it versus the defense getting all over him and causing that or Kyler Murray just being way off. But I don't know which team poses the biggest threat coming into Lambeau Field. I feel really bad for Kyler because, yes, do I think, you know, he took some missed throws. Like, there were clearly situations where you rather take the safety than risk throwing that ball. Um, but I do think a lot of last night was on Cliff Kingsbury's play calling, and I am someone who's out here on Twitter saying, oh, my gosh, is it time for Cliff to hang it up? He doesn't have it anymore. No, I still think he's a great coaching mind. But I think last night was a very questionable uh, display of his coaching. Now, between the Rams and the Buccaneers, I think they're both kind of shells of what they were. Yes, the Rams brought in woohoo, Eric Weddle, the beard. And, you know, you've got OBJ certainly working a lot better than he did in Cleveland. But the Bucks aren't exactly the same team they were last year. They've faced a ton of injuries as of late. So I think the Rams at this point could be a bigger threat. But there's also the story of... You know, the Bucks marching right in here, you know, Tom versus Aaron. I don't believe games are played between two quarterbacks, but Tom has proven that he's done it at Lambeau. He could do it again. The crowd is not going to phase him. So I think either way, this sets up for if the Packers can pull this weekend off a very interesting conference championship. Always great to talk, Rachel. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, we will touch base uh, after the Packers get a win on Saturday and we'll continue on. Okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed. All right. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is Rachel Hotmeyer of NBC 26 joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline and uh, given the uh, the breakdown, her opinion anyway, as she uh, covers the Green Bay Packers as to maybe some uh, some unsung. I still think I, I think there's a couple of unsungs in this game. Some guys to watch. Uh, I, I think Randall Cobb is one. Josiah DeGuara uh, is going to be another. Uh, you can. We talked a little bit about Dean Lowry. Uh, is one, um, if I ha I mean, it's not an unsung if you're J Jair coming back, but that then takes, say, Rasul Douglas or Kevin King or uh, somebody else in that defensive backfield and, and puts them in a position to be successful. Um, and then I look at a guy like, say, Alan Lazard, um, who is such an, a really, I don't want to say incredibly good, but he's a really good route runner. And he's a very sure-handed guy for the most part for Aaron Rodgers. So you could look in that direction. But uh, I'm just, uh, I'm really, um, I'm just, I'm ready. If that game was played tonight, I'd be ready for it, man. I just am. I'm feeling it. 
Uh, this portion of the program, by the way, brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And uh, others have come along. You know, others have tried to, you know, replicate, duplicate, emulate what it is they do, but there's only one. That's the original. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Locations Milwaukee and in Green Bay. Doesn't matter, though. One phone number. 414-455-4451. Whether it's ED, got you down, or uh, it is uh, low T. Say uh, you're just moody, you're tired, you're sluggish. You're putting on weight. You can't figure out why. All that they can help you out with that. Then there's the all-in-one weight loss program. If COVID, if, if you put on the COVID thirty and suddenly you can't see anything below the equator anymore, uh, you need to get a hold of our guys over there at New Mail Medical. Give them a shout. Again, four one four four five five four four five one. Doctor Tim, Carlos, everybody over there, they're fantastic, and it really, really, really does work. But you can't do anything if you don't call. Again, four one four four five five four four five one. One phone number for the whole joint. That's it. Give him a shout. Tell him we sent you. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Matt LaFleur wrapping up his press conference. Coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Bill Michaels show. We continue on. Uh, Curly says, uh, hey, unit, love to have you back on in Milwaukee. We will see you on Saturday night. The triumphant return. We will hoist a few. Curly, you to man. Are you a descendant of Mr. Lambeau? Because if so, that would be fantastic. In the meantime, speaking of Lambeau Field, inside the bowels of Lambeau Field, uh, Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, continues to talk and uh, give the uh, give the finer points uh, back and forth with the with the media as uh, to what he has uh, coming up over the next couple of days. Let's uh, continue on and take a listen to Matt LaFleur as he was talking with the media. Mike Spofford. Hey, Matt, to uh, follow up on Bill's question, just what do you feel are the most significant differences between what you're seeing of the 49ers now when you study them compared to when you played them back in week three? Well, I think when you look at their tape, uh, the identity is still there. That has not changed. Uh, we knew it going into that game, how physical they were going to be. I just think that there, there's tweaks that you make throughout the course of the season. Certainly, uh, they're using Debo a little bit differently on offense. Um, they've added some wrinkles defensively. There's a, there's a, a, their corners are a little bit different out there. Um, so I just think that uh, naturally things evolve over time. Um, but if you look at them as of late, this is a confident group. You can see it on tape. You can see it how they played. Um, you know, we're going to have to play every play like it's our last play for the for the duration of the game I mean shoot you go back to that that Rams game um, down 17 nothing against LA shoot uh, it was one of the better teams in this league and they didn't flinch they just kept battling and ended up winning the game in overtime so we know regardless that you've got to play a complete football game in all three phases for the entire duration of the game 
Mike Clemens. Matt, how were the 49ers able to take away C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper in that game? Well, they, they do a great job of complementing the, the back end with, with the pass rush. Uh, I think first and foremost, you know, you got to be able to block these guys. Um, they are extremely disruptive. They do a great job of, I, I wouldn't say they're overly complicated, uh, at least in early downs. Certainly in some of those known passing situations, they present a lot of different challenges, some different looks that are that just complement one another. I think it's a really sound scheme. I think they... They do a great job of coaching their guys. They, and then when you add that with the players that they have um, from a talent perspective, it makes it a challenge to to get the ball to some of your playmakers. Brian Wood. Before I get to my question, just a really quick follow-up on Dave. Is there any reason to think that he might not play on Saturday given how he came out of Detroit, or is that still the expectation that he'll be able to play? Like I said all along, we'll always take it one day at a time with him. Um, obviously, Nagler's not too enthused with my answer, obviously. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing Aaron. Um, but, no, he just, uh, you know, it's, he's coming off a major injury. So I think you always want to be mindful of, of the big pitcher with a guy of his caliber. And, you know, we'll we'll see where he's at tomorrow and, and follow him throughout the course of the week. And then I wanted to ask, you know, I, I think it's it's fair to say that your last two playoff defeats, you, you didn't start in a way that gave yourselves much of a chance. I mean, you had the, the heck of a comeback, obviously, to give yourself a chance last year, but not the way you want to start those games. What if you learned from those games that, that as a coach in your first two years that you can maybe apply to, to this postseason run? Well, I think you said it. I mean, you, you obviously you like to start fast. It's hard when you're talking about this time of year because you're playing great football teams. If you get behind the eight ball early, it, it's, it makes it very, very challenging to come back and win a, a football game. You saw it last week with Dallas, got behind um, and weren't able to, to come back. So I think that is an important part of it. I think it's just you know, really trying to dial it in each and every play. You got to have a short memory, both good and bad, um, and, and truly just really do it one play at a time. And I know it's so cliche, but I, I really think that's the mindset you have to have. Chris Ross. Hi, Matt. Um, 49ers front those five sacks, 14 quarterback hits against Dallas. How concerning is that given, you know, you might be integrating guys back onto your offensive line this week and if not you might have to go with uh, the guys you've been playing with how big of a concern is that pass rush oh it's it's a major concern you're talking about one of the elite pass rushes in the national football league uh so and and these guys they fly off the football um and they do a great job and uh you know it's it, it's a very fast defense all all around. You look at the back end, you look at the linebackers. They do a great job of playing their keys and just teeing off. And so, um, it, like I said, it's it's going to be a great challenge. We're going to have to do a great job up front, and we're going to have to be able to, you know, play complementary offense. You, you got to be able to mix it up. If you get one dimensional ver- versus this team, it's going to be a long day for you. All right, we'll do two more. Andy Herman. Hey, Matt, just wanted to ask you, I'm sure you saw the end of the, the Cowboys game and the timing issue there. Why I wanted to ask you about that is at the end of the 49ers game in week three, you guys had a semi-similar situation where you had to quickly spike the ball. Um, 
I couldn't tell from the TV tape, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like in that situation, you guys had maybe placed the ball and then the rep also had to come and touch it. What happened in that situation and what's the proper procedure to get the ball spiked in time? Yeah, I think that those are situations that you practice quite often and you go through it and you try to test yourself and, uh, you know, you, you really got to execute well in that moment. Uh, in, and typically you have certain parameters for what play gets called based on the looks and whatnot. And I, I do think that, you know, for us, just learning from what we saw in that game, uh, you, you can t- there's value in, in every clip. There's value in, in seeing what um, maybe Dallas could have done a little bit better, shoot what we could have done better at the end of that San Francisco game. I think one thing that, that is glaringly obvious is, you know, it, it is best if you can hand the ball to the official to allow him to spot the ball. And then also just being mindful of um, up front of allowing that official a clear path both to set the ball down and then to get out of there. So I think our, you know, that's something that will definitely make our guards aware because those are the guys that can allow him to get out a little bit quicker and then you got an opportunity to spike the football. Last one, Greg Matzik. Hey, Matt, you know, oftentimes guys coming back from injury, they can sort of test the area that they injured, an ankle, a wrist, a back, who knows. But what do you do with Jair? Uh, with the shoulder injury, the collarbone area, how do you test that? What's the hurdle he needs to clear, or do you just have to trust the timeline? <laughs> That's a great question, Greg. Um, we we actually will have him uh, put on his shoulder pads, and there's a lot of concrete walls around here. We're just going to have him run right into the concrete wall and see how it feels. Um, no, it's just, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of trust in the timeline, but also, yeah, he's got to see how it feels with pads on. Um, and there's, there's little things that we'll do in terms of you got sleds and whatnot that you can kind of hit just to make sure that he feels comfortable, that we feel comfortable, uh, with where he's at. There you go. That is uh, Matt LaFleur speaking to the media and (laughs) his response. Well, yeah, we'll throw his pads on and have him run into a wall. See what happens. See if it, see if it works out for him. I, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, nevertheless, though, it is um, still waiting to see who. And the load management thing regarding David Bakhtiari. Excuse me, David Bakhtiari. Uh, I don't know if that is, quote, load management or if that is, yeah, we got to take it a day at a time because the knee tends to swell up. I, I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. Now, they, I was just out there the other day uh, just because I bought a new boat, and, uh, and I love it. I'm, I'm excited about it. I can't wait for the uh, summer to get here. But they finally have a lot of inventory. The showroom is full. There's more boats out back. And if you're looking, because I know a lot of people last year bought boats, used boats, new boats, whatever, but maybe they didn't come in, or you were wanting to get a boat and it wasn't there on the lot, you kind of went, eh, maybe next year. Now's the time. They're getting ready for the boat show, obviously, but now's the time while the inventory is there to get your boat now. Call our friends at Skipper Buds, uh, 262-544-1200. Ask for Todd. 262-544-1200. 262-544-1200. He's the GM out at the one in Pewaukee. That's where I go. And they're making deals, but... 
Uh, he's the guy that can get you hooked up. He can get you either to a salesman. He can get you to financing. He can say, come on in. I'll deal with you personally. But that's the guy. Go to skipperbuds.com. But I'm telling you, 262-544-1200. Ask for Todd. Say, Bill Michaels just heard it on the show. And uh, we're looking for a boat for the upcoming season. What do you got in stock? And or we want to come out and look around and we want to make a deal. What time are you going to be there? Get a hold of Todd, 262-544-1200. Tell him we sent you. That is Skipper Buds. And they've got all kinds of boats, pontoon boats, deck boats, fishing boats. Uh, yeah, they've got the best in water sports. They've got yachts. They've got all kinds of stuff right now out there at Skipper Buds, specifically at the one in Pewaukee. So give them a shout. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got more coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you. So glad to be back in so many different facets. Hey, don't forget, you can always find the Bill Michaels podcast, and um, and you can always track us down uh, in, in many of the different facets, whether it's Spotify, uh, on iTunes, you can also find us on Google Podcasts. Uh, all the links, everything over at thebillmichaels.com. That is thebillmichaels.com, thebillmichaels.com. If you want to find uh, anything that you maybe you missed during the show, you can always, always do that again on thebillmichaels.com. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I. It's interesting. Jimmy writes, uh, "Hey Bill, um, with Jair coming back and playing limited snaps, and Bakhtiari getting load management. Not sure about Billy Turner and Josh Myers just now talking about his injury. Do you think that this is more of a liability than a strength for the Green Bay Packers? I. That was only. That, that's a great question, because that was some of the wonderment." going into the Detroit game. You wanted to get guys back so they could um so they could get some game reps. You know, you didn't want to rush them back too, too early. You wanted to give them as much time as possible to heal, but it takes a little while to get up to speed. I think this is where um if you want to look at it a little foreshadowing for Saturday night, this is where it's imperative not to get off to a slow start. Only three times this year have the Packers on their own opening drive scored. So I, this is almost a necessity to get out of the shoot fast against this Niners defense if you're going to be playing Zadarius and if you're going to be playing Jair. Now, you, your secondary has been good without Jair. Don't get me wrong. But there's a different element of level when you bring Jair back for what he's capable of doing. But it's going to take him a little bit of time. And I know Mike uh, or Mike McCarthy, oh, my God. I know Matt LaFleur joked during his press conference about putting him in pads and then running him into a wall to test the shoulder. You're not going to beat up on that shoulder. You're going to maybe have him hit a few tackling dummies. You're going to have him maybe hit the sled and say, hey, does it hurt? Yay or nay. And, and that's all you can do. You're not going to put him in a situation where you, he could possibly take a knee to the neck or something like that to try to drop – uh, a shoulder down. You're going to put him in those tackling rings. You're going to put him on a tackling dummy. You're going to do what you're not going to run live guys at him consistently to see if he's okay. You're going to put him in those situations and see if it's good. And if it's, if it is, then you go, you know, until he tells you it's not good, you're going to go. 
on one hand, you can look at it as the benefit is he's got fresh legs. He's going to be the freshest legged guy out there. He's going to be amped up, ready to go. On the other hand, you got rest equals rust, and he's had a lot of rest. You know, he's had a lot of rest. So as much as I want to say that getting all of these guys back is is true. Now, Billy Turner, Billy Turner's played. I mean, he's only been down, you know, what, a few weeks. But um, with all these guys coming back, yes, it's fresh legs. Yes, it should be healthy bodies. But that rest equals rust is is real. And it depends on how long it takes you to get acclimated to get acclimated as to whether or not you have that kind of time to allow them that reacclimation period if indeed you find yourself down in a ball game or struggling in a ball game you know uh, also here's the update on Marquez Valdez Scantling take a listen that's uh, a tweet oh a- okay it's a tweet I'm sorry um so Wes Hotkowitz uh, put out there, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Kingsley Kiki both have returned to practice today. Everybody on the 53 appears to be participating besides David Bakhtiari. He is the only one that is not practicing, and we knew he wasn't going to. There was going to be, quote, the load management version of David Bakhtiari's practicing or not practicing today. So, um, And what that means, we don't specifically know. If you want to take it at its word, great, but otherwise you look at it and say, eh, you hope there's you know, not additional fluid on that knee or something that's going to continually bother him. But uh, the video that was posted by Wes Hotkowitz today shows Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, running through drills. And the good news is everybody is back today. Everybody is back today. So that's good news. Real good news. Uh, this is from Tim. Tim says, uh, hey, unit, love having you back in Milwaukee. When are we going to get you up in Green Bay? I drive between the two. And I want to be able to listen to you the entire time. Hey, just keep calling up there and, and let them do their thing. We'll get we'll get back on up there eventually. They're going to realize eventually that they're they're going to want it. So you know, at some point, they they'll call us back and say, hey, let's let's go. So I'm I'm good with that. Uh, and Tim says uh, going to the game on Saturday night. He says I have a level of confidence of ten. I'm not one of those green and gold while wearing glasses Packers fans, but I just feel that this team is ready for prime time and will end up out in LA for a Super Bowl. Uh Tim, like I said, mine's like an eight. I, I'm I, I never I don't think I've ever felt like there's an impossibility of defeat. Because something goofy can always happen. Now you always predicate it by saying, well, if Aaron Rodgers goes down with injury in the first quarter, if something else goes awry, yes. But my level went up from eight to maybe a nine. Uh, if you listen to Shanahan's press conference today where Jimmy Garoppolo apparently in the was it, first or second quarter of the game last weekend against the Cowboys sprained slightly his throwing shoulder and is having some pain. So between the thumb and the shoulder, coming into Lambeau Field, playing in the cold, trying to get that thing loose might be a little bit difficult, might be a little, uh, might be a little errant. So uh, I, I don't want to say another piece of good news for the Packers, but you've got key players, key components that are ailing. In the meantime, on the opposite side of the ball, you've got a lot of the key components that are coming back for the Packers. It just continues to bode well. Uh, Robin says over on the Bud Light live stream, by the way, says, do you think that uh, Patrick and Turner 
would be better at handling defensive stunts? 49ers are masters. Or would you uh, still have Kelly and Patrick uh, on that right side? Um, great question. If Billy Turner is is able to go, and he's 100%, Billy Turner's the guy. Billy Turner would be the guy. That that's That's your guy. So I would not deviate away because he's had success all season long. I get what you're saying. If he doesn't have that lateral movement, um, I, I'd understand that. But if it was if if Billy Turner is able to go, and he is good, then he goes. I mean, you saw last night Andrew Whitworth. Um, you know, he 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 plays for uh, the Rams. He's got he's nursing an ankle injury. A couple of times last night, Whitworth got off his leverage, and because of that ankle, crisscrossed his feet and got beat. You can't you can't do that as an offensive lineman. So your lateral movement is everything for pass rush. If Turner can't have his lateral movement, if Bakhtiari can't, and Bakhtiari only got beat once laterally in that Detroit game. I, I he played in really impressively. Really impressively. So if you don't have the lateral movement, then yeah, you you have to make that consideration. But if you've got the lateral movement and you're quick enough to go, then that then you stick with what got you there. That's just that that's just my opinion. But but that was the only thing I noticed about David Bakhtiari's game because he really I, I'll tell you this, he impressed me. I didn't expect him to play that well, and he really impressed me in the game against the Lions. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hey, our friends at Quick Trip want to remind you uh, that if you're going there for anything this coming Saturday for any fair, maybe you're on your way to Lambeau Field, you want to stop off and go into the beer cave. Great. Lowest legal beer prices all over the state. Picking up maybe a pothole, pothole pizza or something like that with the meat sweats for at home, some of that fried chicken to take it on the go. Whatever it happens to be, they've got it. They've got clean they're, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful assets to the state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders. That is our friends at Quick Trip. Stop in, tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers holding practices, getting ready for Saturday night's divisional playoff against the 49ers. Tight end George Kittle on the 49ers' win over the Cowboys. I think anytime you win a playoff game, you're pretty jubilant. You're pretty excited. We know we have things that we need to get better at and we need to execute better, but winning's winning when you're in the playoffs. And again, we have an awesome opportunity versus the Packers. Saturday night, awesome. Lambeau Field. Really excited about it, but we'll definitely take this one and enjoy it. You know, we got a short week and can't wait for it. San Francisco quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo suffered a sprained shoulder against the Cowboys Sunday, and he's been playing with a painful torn ligament in the thumb of his throwing hand and was asked if it's feeling any better. Yeah, I mean, it's, nothing's really changed with the thumb, so <laughs> I think, I don't know, it's just uh, it's one of those things, it's every day you just got to keep grinding with it. Everyone's dealing with stuff in there. I mean, it's 
It's playoff football. It's that time of year. The Packers have struggled again on special teams this season. Coordinator Mo Drayton was asked if anyone has stepped up as a leader in his meetings. Absolutely. It's uh, several guys come to mind, and I'll start with a guy who's not actually on our units, but his give a care meter about special teams is very high, and that's Alan Lazard. Two of Matt LaFleur's assistants were interviewed over the weekend for head coaching positions in the NFL. Offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett and quarterback coach Luke Getze. Aaron Rodgers says both men are able to connect with players in team meetings. It's fun coming to work, and it's because those guys have such a great presence in front of the room. So I think both Hack and Getze can really relate to the guys. They're younger. Hack's been around the game forever. His dad is a legend. Uh, Getze played the game in college, um, actually with a couple of my former junior college teammates, crazy enough. You know, he's 38 years old. You know, he's got a great energy about him. They can both lead and, and be in front of a room and, and then uh, captivate an audience. That's Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Yeah! Glad to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by the Water Doctors in Waukesha, H2, the letter O-Doctors.com. One good thing that they do over there, not only do they have uh, the best water softening system that I've ever run across, and that's the Connecticut water softening system, but they're also big into veterans' causes. Right here in the in the uh, area of Waukesha, uh, they support the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy. John Atley, the owner over there, just uh, a genuinely good guy. Honest guy, which in the business today, in the business world, especially in times that we live in, you got to have people you trust. And uh, I trust them completely. They're helping veterans. They're doing things with service dogs. And they're softening your water and uh, doing it in a great way. Go to H2, the letter O, H2Odoctors.com, H2Odoctors.com. Or just call them over there and uh, and get a hold of John. 262-549-7733. Tell him I sent you. Uh, just t- ask for John. John's the owner. You always want to deal with the owner anyway. Uh, just get a hold of John. 262-549-7733. 262-549-7733. The softest water you're ever going to have. And in addition to that, uh, and I'm into the health and fitness type of stuff, uh, it is a water that is refreshing with no taste. That's what you want. It's fantastic stuff. H2, the letter O, doctors.com. H2, the letter O, doctors.com. Uh, this is... Um, this is from David, who says, if the Packers are going to win, they must stop the running game of the 49ers, and it will be ours. It's that simple. I, yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's more so you you take Debo Samuel out of it. I don't know if I'm, if I'm shadowing him or if I'm just um, – you're obviously aware of everywhere he is on the field. But I think it's taking Debo Samuel. As much as you want to just concentrate on on Debo Samuel, I don't think you can just say, well, we stop him, we're, we're going to win the game. I think they have other methods in which they can win the game. He is a huge amount, don't get me wrong. But I think they have other methods of winning the game. You know, um, you know Mitchell goes 27 carries, 96 yards. He's a grinder. He did that against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Brandon Ayuk is no slouch, man. As much as you want to talk about Debo Samuel, Ayuk is the guy that Garoppolo looks to uh, to move the sticks. He's he's uh, a really good piece. Jennings, another guy on the uh, on the outside as well. Uh, and then you cannot overlook George Kittle. I am surprised the fact that and, and I don't know if you remember this in the game the other day with the Cowboys, but 
I thought for sure Kittle would be the man. And they only threw to him three times. Now, he's really solid. They kept him in because the Cowboys did have a decent pass rush. And he did, he was used, when I went back and looked at it, he was used at a blo- as a blocker more than a few times. But there were times he was running wide open and Garoppolo didn't even look his way. So don't don't just sit here and say that it's all Debo Samuel all the time. Uh, even again, don't get me wrong. He accounted for what was it like 110 yards uh, of total offense, and he was able to get into the uh, the end zone on that 26 yard scamper. But uh, don't overlook Kittle, man. Kittle can hurt you. He can hurt you without a doubt. So I'm not uh, I'm not going past him uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to call, phone lines are wide open. You can always find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Follow us over there uh, and then uh, track us down. YouTube, and by the way, thanks to everybody. Uh, and for those that are in the Milwaukee market, maybe you didn't know this, but you can watch the show on YouTube if you choose to do so and subscribe there. Just click on it. It's free. And you can subscribe to the show and then watch it. It'll pop up on your phone or wherever you happen to watch YouTube, your computer or your tablet. Uh, but just go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show, and subscribe there. And it'll just pop right up, and you can do it for absolutely free, no charge. Uh, Rich says, where are you at again on Saturday? Rich, I am glad you asked. Uh, Thursday night, the Bill Michaels huddle was back. We're going to be uh, over at uh, Club Paragon, Highway 100 in Greenfield. And then on Saturday night, since we're coming back to Milwaukee, we thought, let's throw a party. We're going to do a watch party over at Fox's on South 76th Street. Uh, right, there. It's compliments of our friends at Bud Light. They're going to give away a bunch of prizes. I know that Fox's does as well. But we're going to sit down, watch the game, and then after the game, the full-blown broadcast, uh, we're going to be there on site doing the Green and Gold postgame show. We're back, baby. Green Gold postgame show, and uh, hopefully you can follow us or come over and watch with us coming up on Saturday night. We're going to be at Fox's South 70 Stricture. It's the old uh, Mad Dog Saloon. It's the old Mad Dog Saloon. So come on over this coming Saturday night. Watch the game with us. If you're not going to the game, come on over and stay inside and stay warm with us. And then after the game, we're going to do the Green and Gold postgame show, have a terrific time, and hopefully talk about a Packers victory, and then we all then we all head home to uh, Parts Unknown. That's the way we like it. Um, let's do this. Mark uh, Daniels, WNFL Radio, on the ground in Green Bay. We're going to talk with Mark coming up as we wrap up the final hour of the Bill Michael Show. That is coming up next. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.